Health claim denials can cost families big bucks, but how can you fight back against these dirty practices? Welcome to Sky Blue Wealth Weekly, and thanks for being here, everybody. It's our pleasure to have you with us. I'm your host, Eric Powers, certified financial planner and owner of Sky Blue Wealth. This is a podcast that gives you actionable tips and tactics to save more money and grow those savings so your future self can take it easy during retirement. And today's episode is a big deal because Americans are suffering major financial losses due to their health insurance claims being denied. But the financial part of this awful situation is only part of the problem, and we're going to dig into it so that you and your family can protect yourself should this happen to you. First, a quick request. Please tap that follow button on your podcast player to get subscribed to the show. It's free, of course, and you'll be joining all of our other Sky Blue Wealth weekly listeners. So I'm going to start right off with a few bullet points on health claims denials. Then we'll go deeper. If you've not had to deal with a health insurance denial, you're lucky, super lucky, because it is a miserable experience, especially for a sick or injured person who doesn't have the energy or the time to put up a fight to get their medical bills paid. They're just trying to get better. They're trying to recover. Plus, you have to be a legal scholar to understand some of these insurance policies and the appeals process. Another point, it's not always the patient or the doctor's fault for the denial. You know, things such as using an out-of-network provider like you hear about. No, it appears to me from my research that claims denials are an underhanded tactic to increase insurance providers' profits, and other times it's a coding error or plain incompetence. What is an example of incompetence? One insurer mailed a denial notice directly to a newborn child. Told that child, and I quote, you are drinking from a bottle and breathing on your own. This to keep the insurer from paying for the neonatal intensive care. Folks, this is a terrible problem in our country. And one more tidbit. PBS reported that one insurer denied 49% of claims in 2021. It gets worse. Another insurance company denied 80% of claims in 2020, 80%. And did you know that denial nurse is actually a job title? Okay, before I attempt to bring down my high blood pressure right now, I wanna give you a personal example, which is current right now. My wife and I both visited the doctor around the same time when our insurance changed from carrier to carrier. We did provide our new cards. However, our current insurance carrier bounced it back to the prior carrier, who then bounced it back to our original carrier. This is still trying to be unwound by us, consuming our time to even get the right party to pay. Okay, and like I said, I have to bring my blood pressure back down so that we can talk about this in a sound manner. But this is madness, right? And something that the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, was supposed to help to correct. But according to the reports that I've read, federal oversight and enforcement is pretty much non-existent. It is all up to the patient and their family to fight for their rights and the man. It is an uphill battle. And people know this too. PBS reported that just one in every 500 denials gets appealed by the patient, despite the denials costing them big money and likely harming their health. Imagine skipping a prescription or a treatment because the faceless corporation says that you don't need it. And many of the corporate reviews, it turns out, they never even look at the case. It's become an automated process much of the time. Artificial intelligence, as much as it can do, or the promise of what it can do, can make this even worse, right? No heart, 
no human judgment, and no morals to do the right thing for the insured customer who have paid their insurance premiums to get actual coverage when they need it. Now, ProPublica did a ton of reports on claim denials, which I'm gonna share some individual denial examples in a moment. First though, ProPublica has a downloadable form that you can use to submit a request to see your claim file. Lawyers in these reports said that they found it helpful to submit these requests before an appeal. Another point, many of these insurers require you to fax or mail the request versus just hitting a button on a website to have the case file downloaded. Amazing. They're making it hard on purpose, or it's just pure backwards thinking by a slow-moving industry. I don't know which. All right, brace yourself now for the lunacy with real-world examples of these claim denials. They happen all over the country, but these were in Washington State gathered from their official office of insurance commissioners. In just three months, they investigated more than 2,600 complaints and recovered $10,276,000 for Washington insurance consumers. One guy figured his company automatically re-enrolled him for the insurance, but found out the hard way that he wasn't covered when he had to pay out of pocket for vision care. Another case was an appeal on a medical air flight claim denial that got the patient's $42,000 claim settled, plus interest. The commissioner's office also helped a gentleman get a $145,000 life insurance claim paid after many delays. Not a healthcare plan, but the same principle applies to life insurance and other types of insurance. Yep, I ran across many of those examples doing this research. And again, pivoting back to my professional experience, I have a client who just finally received proceeds from a life insurance policy who lost his father more than two years back, but not without a lot of fighting and fact-finding. By the way, the Washington State Regulatory Body says on their website that our services are free, impartial, and available to everyone in Washington State. So if you ever face a claim denial, you are not on your own. There are government and private organizations that offer free help. And with this complex mess, you'll need it, as you'll see from the next few statistics. Of the 230 major medical issuers in healthcare.gov states that reported in 2021, 162 reported receiving at least 1,000 in-network claims. Together, these issuers reported 291.6 million in-network claims received of which 48.3 million were denied for an average in-network claims denial rate of 16.6%. So that's nearly 20% of in-network claims that were denied. You see how serious this is? You can do all the right things to save money, protect your family with solid insurance protection, and then get smacked with a bill that the insurer wants no part of and pushes the bill to your side of the table and walks away. They get away with it because most patients do not have the time to fight back. But unfortunately, that is the only way that you'll win in these scenarios. Not just my opinion, consumer advisor Clark Howard is screaming the same message from the rooftops. He's a mild-mannered guy, but his blood was boiling about this nonsense just like mine. Folks, medical bills are usually cited as the number one reason Americans file for bankruptcy. In 2019, a study found that 66.5% of personal bankruptcies were tied to medical bills. Just think about how many of those bankruptcies involve claims denials that a person should not have been stuck with in the first place. How many medical bills piled up because families got denied by the insurance provider? Correction, the insurance denier. All right, since I don't want to relay gloom and doom, here are some suggested tactics for dealing with insurance claim denials. First, the top reason for denial. 
This is from Livestrong.org. Pre-existing conditions that existed before you were covered by this particular insurer or third-party administrator. Next, the provider is not in your coverage network. Another reason for denials is lifetime benefit cap. You've already surpassed the lifetime benefit cap for the condition for which you are being treated. Generally, the lifetime cap for certain conditions is a million bucks. Next reason, the treatment is not FDA approved, meaning the treatment's considered experimental. Next, treatment is deemed not medically necessary or unproven for your condition. Sure, that last one is where insurance companies make bad decisions or don't even look at your case, so your control as a patient has limits. But the more you can do your homework before treatments, the better position you're in. At least you'll know whether or not a denial is probable. But in medical emergencies, you can't be flipping through your policies while the doctor is reaching for your appendix, right? I mean, come on. Okay, you now know the main reasons for many denials, besides shady insurance practices. Now for some action steps that you can take along with assistance. So Livestrong.org actually offers help, free, confidential, one-on-one -on -one support via Livestrong Navigational Services, and the site lists these other organizations too. Patient Advocate Foundation, PAF, employs case managers who assist patients through the appeals process. Another Kaiser Family Foundation, KFF, is a nonprofit private operating foundation dedicated to providing information and analysis on healthcare issues to policymakers, the media, the healthcare community, and the public. You can also hire a claim specialist, not cheap, but worth it in many situations. At least there's help available, right? Just keep in mind that battling for your rights won't be easy or fast. A giant insurance corporation can wait you out, drown you in paperwork and inefficient processes, all of which can end up costing you money and some people will have their credit score dinged. Patience is a virtue and a must if you're going to stick with the fight to protect your finances from medical bills that should not be laid at your feet. To show you the patience and grit needed to fight back, here are some more disheartening facts. These are from the Kaiser Family Foundation. Consumers rarely appeal denial claims, and when they do, insurers usually uphold the original decision. That's no shock. In 2021, healthcare.gov consumers appealed less than two-tenths of 1% of denied in-network claims, and insurers upheld 59% of denials on those appeals. And here's why those in-network claims were denied. About 14% were because the claim was for an excluded service, 8% due to lack of pre-authorization or referral, and only about 2% was based on medical necessity. Most denials, 77%, were classified as all other reasons. You know what all other reasons sounds like? Automated review process, meaning no human even took a look at many of those cases. So once again, we're running a little bit longer than I usually like to. We like to keep this compressed to a certain amount of time. I'll skip to the recap and leave you with this positive statistic. Some insurance providers only denied 2% of claims. So there are good companies to deal with. Finding good ones that are available to you is the task. Again, it takes time and browsing insurance company reviews and news doesn't make for a fun weekend. But like all aspects of personal finance, it pays to spend time on things that make you the most money and things that could cost you the most money. As we wrap up this episode, I'd love to speak with you about your financial concerns or your needs, the ones that are keeping you up at night. As today's show points out, doing the right thing usually sets you up for success, 
but there are some things that can still blindside you and negatively impact your family finances. So take a moment and schedule a time to speak with me if I can help you with your concerns. My contact information is, of course, in the show description. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.